What's the vibe, y'all? Welcome to another episode of Running Off the Screen. I am the man they call Mac. We are a month away from free agency, so we are in line for a bunch of trade rumors around the league from now till draft day. In this episode, we will explore Kyle Lowry's future in the NBA, putting together some trade scenarios and determining what could be the likeliest outcome. The story of Lowry with the Toronto Raptors has every element you look for in an award-winning drama. The ultimate underdog story, the rise, the fall, the resurrection, and now the twilight. For the most part, we as Raptors fans have come to a point where we have emotionally disconnected and think business first when it comes to Lowry's future. A future that is seemingly tied to the outcome of Masai Ujiri's role with the organization going forward. Although I have faith in Bobby Webster and Dan Tolzman taking over if Masai leaves, I don't have that same confidence or faith in Lowry's desire to stay. So if Masai returns and then works out Kyle's return, I don't know how I would feel about it. The unsure feeling is not on Masai. Like I want Masai back. His energy as, as a leader is what we need. It's more so how I feel about Kyle returning, you know, and I total respect to Kyle. He is the most accomplished Toronto Raptor ever. He grew into a great leader, but looking at the current roster makeup, I am not entirely excited to see another season of two small point guard lineups. Like no offense, but late game situations with Freddie and Kyle out there showed us that teams adjusted to take advantage of their size. I still have flashbacks of Jeremy Grant calling for ISO and draining daggers over Lowry when we faced the Pistons. If Lowry decides to move on, we kind of know what the marketplace looks like. Rewinding back to the trade deadline, all the rumors implied that the Raptors were looking for young prospects and draft picks, nothing less. And thanks to the teams that were interested, who backed out failing to make any noise this playoffs, coupled with the success of veteran point guard Chris Paul in the same playoffs, Lowry's value has no doubt gone up. If you are a general manager and you have Lowry as a target, your current roster is probably lacking veteran leadership and defensive awareness at the guard spot. And obviously when I say uh, defensive awareness, I mean the ability to draw charges and anticipate your opponent's adjustments on the fly. The teams that lack in these areas and who probably won't end up with Lowry 
are the New York Knicks, who had only 16 charges drawn during the regular season, tied for the league worst. And I believe they were tied with Memphis. Kyle Lowry had 39 offensive fouls drawn in only 46 games. And the other team in need are the Dallas Mavericks, who were at the bottom of the league or near the bottom of the league in deflections and defensive loose ball recoveries. And also with Dallas, they need that secondary ball handler and a potential scoring threat to stabilize the team when Luka needs to get a break. And we know Lowry is more than capable of doing that. Now, some realistic teams who are in the running for Lowry are undeniably his hometown Philadelphia 76ers and the Miami Heat. The 76ers will probably have a harder time creating the room to acquire uh, Lowry. They could be looking for a third team in any trade discussion involving him. But I whipped up a couple sign and trade scenarios that appear to answer to the wants of the organizations involved. Now the first in, uh, trade proposal involves the 76ers with some help from the Minnesota Timberwolves and it goes as follows. To the Raptors, we get Ricky Rubio and his expiring contract. So with Rubio, it's someone you could keep, you could flip him in another deal, maybe buy him out, depending on the direction you go in the draft. Then you see Jarrett Culver, a young prospect with untapped potential. Now, I don't know what was going on in Minnesota. Was he just garbage? Was he always hurt? I don't know, but he's worth a look in our development program. And then we have Tyrese Maxey, another young prospect. He proved he could score in the league. He will be a nice piece off the bench, given the right coaching and opportunity. Then we add in the 28th overall selection in this year's draft, which would technically be a 20 spot up upgrade from the 47th pick we will give up in this deal. So in this trade, lining it up with the rumors reported, the Raptors get two prospects, a first round pick, and an expiring contract. To Philly, uh, they get Kyle Lowry, a floor leader, and allows Ben to move to maybe either forward spot. Juan Hernan Gomez and Nas Reed. To the Minnesota Timberwolves, they get Tobias Harris, another scoring threat from the forward spot. Provides some added matchup versatility. Uh, and then they get our 2021 second round pick, which is the 47th overall. Um, now adding that 47th pick is a little bit of a here you go for your troubles for the burden of Harris's contract that is over 30 million and nearing 40 million for the next three seasons. My second trade uh, scenario involves the Miami Heat with some help from the Dallas Mavericks. To the Toronto Raptors, we get Tyler Hero. Uh, he just needs a quick reset to save his confidence and probably his career. Doesn't mean much, but he has said that his favorite place to play is Toronto. Also, we add in Josh Green, 
the 18th pick of the 2020 draft. He plays with a lot of effort and would be a nice piece. And I could see him fitting in with our other young pieces we already have. Then we have the 2022 second round pick from Dallas and the 2025 first round pick from Dallas to the Miami Heat. We see Kyle Lowry and Dwight Powell go. And to the Dallas Mavericks, we have Goran Dragic, a Slovenian national team member with Luka Doncic. We'll give him another battle-tested guard to uh, relieve Doncic on some possessions. You get a veteran leader in Andre Iguodala, and then you get Paul Watson. Now, I know what you're thinking. This deal is pretty stingy as far as draft picks go. But it is important to remember that the Miami Heat don't have much draft capital to work with. And Pat Riley could easily make room to sign Kyle Lowry straight up. So if this is where he chooses to finish his career and play with his good friend Jimmy Butler, the Raptors don't have much leverage. And that's part of the issue in signing trades especially involving a player interested in only a couple destinations. So let's say a sign and trade deal or these deals don't, don't interest Lowry and the Raptors. Do you think we could resign him to maybe a one year deal or even maybe convince him to come off the bench in like a sort of a Tony Parker type role that uh, Parker did in his, I think his last season with the Spurs. And also, please let me know, like, what do you think of these trade proposals? Which one out of the two would you go with? And what would you change? Or maybe what other logical trade scenarios you have in mind? Let me know. And I'll be back again sometime next week. So please remember to like, subscribe, and raise the vibe. Peace.